Great. Welcome everybody to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Blake and Golf, Chief here, joined by my boys for the last time this year in studio, Joey Legs and Liam Blatant. We're psyched to be here. One of my favorite tournaments of the year for degenerate purposes, the RSM Classic, straight from Sea Island, Georgia. Many of our boys reside there. We'll get to that. The co-cracking wins when we're not on them the one week last week at Memorial Park. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but some people were stealing our co-cracking. You know, we're going to let that be. They were called out and made notice of it. We'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. Um, but going forward, boys, you know, uh, Liam had a nice little NFL week on Sunday. Uh, big shout out to him. Solid, solid. What was that? Bandle, single yeah, entry. Bandle been absolutely crushing. Actually, we had a big, uh, big issue with DraftKings. Oh. Uh, they linked some random account to my account. Had a whole fallout with customer service. So I'm Ooh. like, you know, fuck it. Like I'm going straight, straight back to FanDuel. I mean, within three days, we cashed out big. It's, it was meant to be. We're, so, we're back in the FanDuel wave, so we're gonna, we're gonna have some struggle with the pricing. You know, DraftKings versus FanDuel. But I'll help you guys out a little bit on the DraftKings pricing. I'll let you know if there's any out of control, you know, undervalues or overvalues in uh FanDuel as well. So maybe DraftKings got lucky that you uh <laughs> that you weren't on board this week. But yeah, Draft, DraftKings got lucky. They need to get rid of me anyway. I was taking too much of their money. I suck at NFL. I, I don't know. It's just you know have half the guys, but you need all the guys. That that's it. And if you're playing yeah, NFL, NFL single entry, I think is the way to go. NFL is the only freaking thing I made money in. That and the NBA. I've been I've been killing NBA lineups. But like, I saw last time, last time, last time I was on the pod in golf, we made that lineup on air. I mean, I think it came in second or third out of like 2,000 people. So I hope somebody played yeah, it, yeah. made some money on it. I uh, unfortunately put it in a double up, but uh, obviously doubled up. Yeah. Well, listen, before we dive into the pricing, just quick reminder blatantgolf.com. All of our stuff's going to be on there. Make sure to follow Instagram, Twitter, at blatantgolf. At Liam Bladen, at Bladen Legs Bets, at Bladen underscore Chief. Uh, this was a great first year. I appreciate everything you guys have done for us. You know, five star rating would be great. And um, let's just dive right in here. Top of the board, Sky Scheffler, 10 9. Cousin Webb, nah, more like Uncle Webb, I guess, 10 7. Louis at 10 4. Cam Smith, the wild Australian mullet man at 10 3. And Cousin Harris English at 10 1. Boys, have at it. Who do we like at the top? What's concerning me is Kevin Kisner is not in that top five. Okay, we could we actually have to talk about Kisner. Um, he has he is coming in in possibly the coldest form that I've ever seen him play. Uh, initially, I thought immediate play. You know, he has ties to the area. He's a South Carolina guy, but he does have a place here at Sea Island. For, in general, there's this thing we're going to refer to as the Sim, the Sea Island Mafia. Okay. There's certain guys that have, were basically born and bred in this area. Kids does have a, a really nice track record at this course and a lot of similar South Carolina, Georgia coastal courses like this. Number one earning too. Yeah. Listen, par 70 Bermuda, it is overseeded. So it may not be as slick as the typical uh, Bermuda, but regardless, you know, I, I think a light sprinkle might be warranted for Kisner. I just – he should honestly be priced like 7800 in this field, and he's at 9200 I mean, really, yeah, just – He should be higher. He hasn't played at all, but he's a guy that doesn't play a lot, and he plays at courses he likes. 
So listen, but I, I'm hearing a little a little too much chalk at 9,200 for a guy that's completely out of whack in his game. I'm going to be careful. I'm not going to be hammering kids this week. Um, I don't know who else. Who else we like above him? There's there's a few guys I you know are just obvious to me. You know, Cam, Smith Cam Smith for legs. Okay, makes mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Usually plays well on par 70 Bermuda tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, who else here? Louis. Who knows? You know, light on him. Webb and then cousin Harris and cousin Russell Henley, two of our original cousins from the southeast. Love this place. Relatively informed. Harris, actually, I think he withdrew in Japan the last time he was out. Not that concerned. VC Island Mafia guys are ready to play here. Yeah, I love Webb Simpson at the top. Yeah. Just looking here, you know, he's carded red numbers in 31 of 34 rounds, 29 in the 60s. Yeah, five T15s here in yeah, his last nine tries. I mean, <laughs> I, he, he loves it. There's, again, Webb, Adam Scott. Yeah. I like a lot, too. Certain guys only show up to certain events that they know they're comfortable at and can lock in a nice T10 paycheck. Um Scott was so-so last week, but I'm going to be back on him this week. Overall, he's in really good form. I uh, still made the cut last week, just kind of struggled. Made a ton of pars. You know, just couldn't get hot. Uh, Alex Noren's a nice little play, 9,500. Wind expert. So Sir Ben was on him. Um, he had a play here twice, T10, T18. Noren's a very nice play this week. And it looks like Friday could get a bit gusty. Keep an eye on it. I usually don't go nuts. I just yeah, you got the forecast? Was it? Yeah, it says 18 mile per hour winds, 67% humidity. I hear winds, I hear Mac Jones. Not Mac Jones. Matty J. Matty Jones. I mean, but it looks like it's going to be rather consistent throughout the entire weekend. So, like, the other outside of Thursday, you're looking at the same thing for three days. So. Yeah, I mean, I again, I don't usually go nuts with the wind unless there's, you know, 20-plus mile-per-hour gusts for one part of the day. Uh, so I'm not going to go insane with that. Again, for me, I'm sticking to Bermuda guys, but I'm, I'm really more so sticking to guys with ties to this area. This course is used for the SEC Championship a lot. The Jones Cup is a top amateur event that you'll see. We'll get, to, we'll get to a guy down the board that I really like this week. But for me, at yeah, top of the board, I'm going with our cousins from the southeast. Really simple, Harris and Henley. And sprinkling the rest, uh, including Webb and Scheffler. Scheffler has a T5 here, and he's, I mean, he's probably the most due guy in the field for a win this whole year. Um, so I'm going to be back on him. And then going down a little bit into the the eights, I guess upper nines kind of talked about. Justin Rose, I'll sprinkle kind of yeah. up in that. Gooch, I think I'm done with Gooch. I think, he, so? I think he's cooling off a little bit. Had his, had his couple really good chances to win. Again, more of a Midwestern guy for me. Um, same with Neiman. Prefer them on bent grass, those big open Midwestern courses. It's a little – this is a tricky course. There's two courses, actually. The seaside is a little bit more difficult than the plantation. But uh, Uncle Davis Love the Third just redid the, uh, the plantation to make it a little more difficult, especially the green complexes. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but just give me those Sea Island boys that are relatively in form. And I think one of them, or Scotty Scheffler, could uh, could pull this one out at the top at least. Going down the board a little bit, who do we like mid eights down to say seventy nine hundred? Who do we like in there? I don't have anything pulled up right now on pricing. I'm but, thinking uh, like Nito. Okay, we can be back on him. See how he fares this weekend. Where's my man uh, Henrik Norlander? Uh, Norlander is down the board a little bit. He is 7,300, I believe. Ben, Sir Ben is I on him also. He's really good play. He's in really good form 
him right now. I missed here last year in COVID, but you know he played in the playoffs here in 2016, yep. 5, and 2019. His last time out here. Yep. I think he's a sneaky good play down the board. Another guy that plays great in the wind. Um, also went to college in I think he went to Augusta State, so Georgia. Um, I like him a lot actually. Luke List makes sense. Uh, Adam Long makes a little sense. Bobby Streb, our boy from the desert, uh, he likes the desert, but he also likes this place. He won here last year and uh, four years before that, and he's coming off a T7. So uh, Bobby Streb, I mean, what a great fall swing for him. I think yeah. he continues to lurk at 7500 I mean, that's a really nice price for him. Going back to Long, Long, his last 10 times he's made the cut, he's finished in the top 30. Interesting. Um, yeah, and he's coming in pretty good form as well. He's a Duke guy. So, again, guys with ties to this Carolina coastal region, I really like. Um, not a guy necessarily with ties there, but P-Raj, Romeo the Caddies boy. Uh, again, much like Norlander, different year, but lost in a playoff here after shooting 61-62 on the weekend, lost in a playoff. Uh, he's got the new baby, you know, mentally we've seen on Instagram and stuff. He's in a lot better frame of mind, had a lot of close calls out West, but now is playing well at some of these coastal courses too. So finally on the P-Raj train after many years of uh, of trying to convince me. And, you know, it, it's it's good to see. He's a good guy and I think he'll lurk. I mean, a couple other guys here that play well. Mac Hughes has a win here. Joel Damon's coming in good form. Say, yeah. Mac Hughes is low-key one of my favorite golfers. Really? Great guy. Yeah. Great Canadian ambassador. Phenomenal putter. Good in the wind. Short par 70. Coach that we like. We sort of skipped I mean, over yeah, the Corey Connors. Going back to Canadian. Yeah. yeah we I did kind of glance. Like, I like like Corey T10 last he year. He just said it. Mac Hughes kind of fits this Yeah. I mean, he's won here. He, he's, I mean, a little like, expensive for my pal, usually for him. But a guy that we've seen win at a course, you know, I can take I can take an extra thousand or so on him. 8,600 for Mac Hughes. Um, what do we think Lando Griffin's going to do this weekend? Not on him. Not yeah, on him right? too much like, for I me. I, I don't think he's going to really fare that well. He has, his, like he has his places. He was okay. He looked. He had a good start last week at a place where he'd won uh, a different like course, but same tournament. Yeah, he's a solid player. Another good story for him. Uh, yeah. West Virginia guy. Had a Sorry tough upbringing. To this, uh, but Noah Syndergaard and the Angels in agreement for a one-year deal. Really? What the uh, hell, dude? Start seeing Mets fan. One year deal. Is he still? He's not gonna play. I like I like Syndergaard a lot. One million dollars, one year deal. I don't know. <laughs> he uh, maybe him and Stevie Cohen didn't get along so well. I don't know. He's yeah, got a little bit of Odell in him. Where I actually watched Moneyball last night. I don't I think. Was too. Uh, I don't think they're taking him on a twenty-one million dollar deal. Yeah, nah. Like, what playing? Four games last three years. Yeah. on his best is great, but yeah, just some of the things on Twitter and other things, maybe not vibing with the new ownership. I don't know. I wish him all the best. Watched him pitch in person often when I used to work at City Field, and he was uh, quite a spectacular guy to watch in person. So all the best to him. I, he'll never really be the same after those injuries. No pitcher can be. Um, sure. But I'll tell you, it was the same. Brendan Todd, Georgia Bulldog, he <laughs> 400. <laughs> He's quoted himself saying he's played here over 30 times, part of the Sea Island Mafia, uh, 8,400. The guy, usually I'm not on again, but just proclivity towards this course, just experience. Think about it. You go to play your own course, your home course, whatever it is for us, Beth Page or Dix Hills. Like, we just know it so well. Yeah, It's such a huge advantage over some of these other guys that haven't played it as much. I had an accounting uh, professor in college that looked awfully like Brendan Todd, and I think yeah. it just gives me the skis when I try to play him with that picture. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel you. Sometimes I have to think the same way with a certain guy. You don't want to root for him necessarily for absurd reasons, uh, whether they look That's some way or from somewhere. It's like Matty Wolf. Like Matty Wolf should be played every time he's out now. He yeah. He's on absolute fire, but I just can't do it. Yeah, I don't know. He, uh, yeah, Wolfie is on tear. I guess some guys probably hung it up after last week if they're not part of the Sea Island Mafia. There's one more tournament in uh, that Bahamas tournament, the Hero Challenge, just be Tigers event. I don't know if he's still connected to it, but it's like a 30-guy field. So this really is the last full field event of the, of the year before the holidays. And I'll tell you, he's looking to cash in on early Christmas present. Captain Kirk, 8,000. Uh, a board member of the Bermuda Boys Club at Sea Island. Won here in 2015, I want to say, a few years back. Um, you know, playing playing really nice. Has popped a little bit. Hasn't been able to put four rounds together, but has lurked a little bit. Coming back to a place he's comfortable with on Bermuda, par 70. I mean, Chris Kirk, I think he got a pepper. As well as Cooch Doggy. Hate to say it, it's playing a little bit better. Playing actually considerably better than he had the full last year. Um, another guy, I think he's St. Simon's Island, so another island nearby in Georgia. As the Harmonator, he's the Island Mafia, but not really informed. Yeah, see, like, that's, what, that's something that I don't know. Is this a tournament where he feels comfortable as he wants to be, and then all of a sudden, you know, form goes out the fucking window? Like, that's what's so aggravating about creating lineups is, like, yes, current form has a lot to do with it, but guys that feel comfortable with specific horses that fit their game, how do you, like – Stray away from that. Perfect example is last week the Co-Kraken, as well as Martin Trainer. The guy missed like 14 cuts in a row, was leading through 36. Um, but they both just feel comfortable in Texas. All right. So they've, you know, same as Kisner this week. We'll see if it every model out the yeah. window. No, sometimes it just goes out the window. I mean, again, bring it back to the amateur game. Like you may have a streak where you're playing like shit and you just don't practice for a couple of weeks, get out to a place you're comfortable at, shoot a good round. 100%. Happens in the pros too. So I mean Going down here, mid-lower seven range, we mentioned Norlander. Um, we mentioned Streb. Danny Lee maybe is in playing some good golf. Smalley around there? Smalley is... And a little higher priced on FanDuel. Yeah, 7,100. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to be peppering Denny at 7,000. Um, oh, yeah. Denny's in my lineup already. You know, there's not a ton of guys. General Patton got to mention Seattle Mafia. Tyler Duncan also won here. Keith Mitchell. So a few Bermuda guys. But I would say that Denny is my top play. I've been riding him now. You know, it started off as a joke, but now it's, we're dead serious. I mean, it was T11, <laughs> T11 last week without gaining strokes off the tee. Um, he had a T10 here two years ago. Again, just, just give me a short Bermuda. The par 7, if he could just keep it on planet Earth. I mean, and it comes to putting contests with not too much wind. There's no one we'd rather have than Denny. I mean, 7,000. Look at some of these other guys around here. Not, no one's really tickling my fancy too badly at all. Old Man Stu? Yeah, Old Man Stu definitely draws merit from this region being low-owned. Had two wins last year. Not great. Yeah, no, it's not great. I mean. Um, A lot of mid-tier guys this week. Eh. Can Davis turn the game around? I don't know. I don't know. I, he's so up and down. He's very streaky. Very streaky. Yeah. You know, I like him on bigger tracks where he can utilize that driver a little more. Yeah. Tom Hoagie, he's Katia, familiar with the place. Katia a lot, like Hoagie. Zach Johnson, again, Zach and Cooch, I just had pretty much stopped playing, but they've kind of turned it on at the end of this year and are both uh, have residents in Georgia. Yeah, I think Zeej has a – Zach Johnson's like 20, Pretty sure Zeej has a, has a place on this course, so he knows it really well. Um 
I don't know. Maybe again, if you're playing one lineup, I don't know. Yeah, if if you're sprinkling, you gotta you gotta think about it. Camillo, uh, like him. Actually, I got a few stats on him. Just in general, coastal part seventy Bermuda guy. Uh, shot sixty four in line with T six last year here, and he had lost actually previously in a playoff. So similar to Norlander, um, Camillo sixty eight hundred. So I'm scrolling down and started. No, nah, there's not. The I mean, rat, and then like, yeah. like, I want to see Sahib go off. Very talented guy. He needs to like, I don't know what it is. Is it like his head? I don't know what it is, but like. I just think maybe he's unfamiliar with some of these courses. It's his first time around a lot of these. Uh, I don't know. I expect a pretty big year from C next year. He's got, you know, it takes a little while to get ingratiated in the in the pro tour. Yeah, for sure especially for a young guy like that. But we're kind of getting into the sickle range now, below 7,000. Tway McDowell, though. Tway looked re- – I mean, Tway really came in like second last that. week. looked really good. Uh, no reason that can't continue. Andrew Landry is a guy that's lurked here a few times and lurked last week. When he gets hot, you want to ride yeah, him. Yeah, you see him on the top of the Yeah. Landry's good at these short par 70s. Uh, Matty Neesmith, you know, again, of course, got engaged at Harbor Town nearby. Um Played here. Guys that played here in the SEC, I like a lot. I was thinking about Doc Redman. Don't think I'm going to get there, though. Just not Dude, a good Doc form. Doc Redman and Neesmith's probably the next each other. Those are guys that went on fire together about a year and a half back, and I was just ripping them balls like low. They were my two low guys every They're single pretty, week. Ironically, uh, when they were on the West Coast, yeah. two Carolina guys that really played well out at uh, Neesmith to play well at Riviera and a couple other places earlier in the year and kind of cooled off, but playing a little better. I think he's got two T20s here. Um, Russell Knox should fit here. His game uh, really fits in general, playing a little better, but just has kind of trouble breaking through that T10 ceiling. 6,700, though. I mean, just got a T20, really. Yeah, I think he's that's very undervalued there for Knox. Uh, JJ Spawn and Davis Riley, no, two other guys. I'm, there's a lot of guys in this field <laughs> I'm scrolling that are just like, what are you doing? Yeah, Davis loves the third. Davis loves the third design this course, though. That's the yeah, only thing. Yeah, he might win. Yeah, he, listen. He if, if the wind stays down, he keeps the ball in the fairway. He's lurked here before. I think he's 60 something now, but you never know. Bernard Longer just uh, is still dominating in the uh, the Champions Tour. Oh, but speaking of Champions Tour, who won? Phil. Did you see him on uh, Manning Cast last night? Monday Night Football, he's good. He's, I mean, he's definitely got a career. When, whenever he's ready to hang it up, he's ready to. I think the Manning cast is going to change sports for a long time. I think there's going to be a lot of guests announcing in all sports. It's needed. After the first, like, two times they've done it now, is it getting to be annoying, or do you still rather watch the game with the Manning cast? I'm absolutely. So here's my take on it. I think it's pretty simple. The ESPN's kind of. I guess they're not hurting themselves because people are viewing both. But no, and nothing against Steve Levy. I think he's great. I think they should – maybe Lewis Riddick is another great guy, but he'll probably get an offer to GM somewhere. If they just have Steve Levy with the Mannings and then bring an occasional guest, I think it would be great. The problem is they need a host. It's the three of them over-talking each other on Zoom. It's it's a little awkward. Yeah. But what they say is amazing. Like I would no, much rather listen to the yeah. Mannings on each side with Steve Levy kind of keeping the play-by-play going on one singular broadcast rather than have two separate broadcasts with the Mannings trying to host it from their basement or whatever. Like I want to get even more degenerate. Like 
give me like some barstool s guys you know announcing games like it just be it'll be electric factory especially if you're gambling on a game or something like that like it's just fun like stuff. have big cat in the studio or something yeah. like well yeah, when they had dennis miller for monday night football i love that because yeah. he was i mean you have a stand-up comedian bringing like a different edge to it yeah you don't want to just hear like marshall two hilarious. old guys yeah marshall was hilarious but they definitely got to mix it up a little bit, especially now in, in this new age. You know, we're not not everyone's turning into ABC on a Monday night. You know, people are streaming, watching on their phones. You got to keep them in tune somehow. So, I, you know, I, I hope PGA and, and Golf Channel realize that too. You know, again, this this tournament, I think their coverage ended at four to put on the Champions coverage. Like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I think with Drake I don't get and it. FanDuel getting as big as they are too, like they should. They should host their own sports. Like, they got it. Having stuff on the side with gambling, with fantasy sports, with all that type of stuff that we were talking about, legs, right? To having like the green zone as opposed to the red yeah, zone, like just have just have so strictly sick. birdie and eagle ops being featured. Like anything hundred yards. That's it. Right. I think even some sort of like, even if it's like on your laptop or you know through the web, where it's like you could watch the game and have your, you know, your top lineup in the right and it updates while you're watching. So that like would that. be so Like update, so update in the moolah, baby. It's one of these platforms. Like, I don't want to go back to my phone back and forth. Dude, back and so forth, one of these platforms is trying to deal with FanDuel or DraftKings. Like, dang, you got to. Just sort of like, yeah, how ESPN the News used to have this, yeah, have one quarter of the screen, just a running tab of the top scoring fantasy guys. Yeah. You All know, right. just have that on, on a quarter of the screen. a little more personal. I mean, we're so tech savvy nowadays. It's not... I don't get it. What is this BP World Tour Championship? I think that's Dubai. I want to say that's. Yo, the field is fucking sick. Loaded. Yeah, that's usually a pretty big field. Fucking sick. Rory, Morikawa, Fitmatic Pits. I do have a fan duel lineup for the for the fans too at the end of this. Oh. All right, so let's, let's we got sorry, we got about we got about eight minutes left. Let's pepper through the rest of the sicko range, and then we'll do our picks. We're also going to do a special season finale hump day hammer video. Make sure to check it out. We'll have all our top plays on there. But for me, there's five guys I want to mention down to the bottom. Uh, Grayson Sig been on this guy ever since watching him at Tory Pines. I know Steve Bamford mentioned this too. You know, he's just a solid player. Actually, coached here as well as <laughs> playing at Sea Island. Georgia Bulldog. We like him a lot. 6,600. Also right underneath him, another Sea Island Mafia guy, Big Hudson Swaffer, one of our original cousins. Got to stay on him coming back home. Yeah. Austin Cookie, 6,300, the Cookie Monster. Again, great track record here. I think he won a f- five or six years ago. Decent form. JTP, killed me last week. Um, don't care. Coming back to him, Sea Island guy. And then finally, this will be the top hammer of the week. You've been warned for months about it on Twitter. Hopefully he comes through for me. Davis Thompson, 6,400. Young Juna for your Bagger Vets fans. I mean, this guy, I don't know where to start with him. Uh, other than that, he's University of Georgia Bulldog. He is top 15 in the key yardage range, 400 to 450 yards on tour this year. He hasn't played a ton, but when he has played, he's been great. I think he was T30 last time out. Uh, the Jones Cup, I mentioned the top amateur tournament here. He's won and came second the last two years. Fourth in the SEC championship in 2019. Just again, Davis Thompson. I'm, I'm telling again, could completely fuck up whatever. Has more experience than almost anybody on this course. And he's 6,400. You can see even down at the bottom, he's got almost 79 DraftKings points, which is pretty solid. It's much more than anyone else around that range. Just doesn't play a ton. He's still a young guy, just graduated Georgia. Um, but for a guy, a T20, a T10 bet, throw it. Five bucks on him to win, God forbid. We've seen it before at this tournament. Some guys that are local haven't won in a while or it's their maiden victory. 
Um, I think if you're doing a lineup, this could be the difference between uh, a steak dinner and ramen come Sunday night. So Davis Thompson uh, may have to get some some additional action on him. We'll we'll see. But for me, at least DraftKings, I, I got to think what is what is his number? What's his outright number? And, wh- and what is he T10 and T20? Do we have any of that readily available? Davis Thompson. Sir Ben was on him as well. It was the last, always the last thing I read every week is Ben Coley's sporting life column, and he was his last pick. So, I mean, I that's I all mean, that's all I, I needed. He's getting hammered outside of like the fantasy day, of course. I mean, we're pretty excited here in New York with the legalization of yes, yeah, big news. Like, we didn't even talk about that, but that's that's huge. Shit, what do we got? We're driving to Jersey, we're driving to Jersey 200 to 1, 35 to 1, 16 to 1. Winner T5, T10. Yeah, I mean, I would like a little better number on the T10, but uh, what was what was what was the win? Two hundred to one. Five bucks. It's worth it. I, I think five, five, ten, and twenty win play show. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, here we go, Young Davis. I don't know. We love him. What do you What do you got to do? You got to pick one or two of these sickos down here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I've given a decent amount of plays. Who do you guys like here at the bottom? Anybody else besides uh, Young Davis? Bottom of the board. What do we think? I'm going to really fill up the middle of the board here. Yeah, yeah middle of the board. I'm putting Davis solid. Thompson into this uh, FanDuel lineup for the fans. Though. Let's go. All right, yeah, give the give the fans your FanDuel lineup, and then we'll sign off. Uh, we'll, we'll start from the top here at 11-9 on FanDuel. We're going to go Webb Simpson, our, our big dog. Followed by the Georgia Bulldog, Harris English, 11-4. Woof, woof. We're going to go Adam Scott, 10-9. Mm. Chris Kirk, 9-8. Hendrick Norlander, 8-8. And then Davis Thompson, 7-2. Let's go. Love it. That's a that's a pretty electric lineup. You know, I'm going to make these lineups, you know, pretty much with everyone's thoughts. And, you know, if someone told me I'm Davis Thompson, Davis Thompson's going to the lineup. Let's go. All right, fine. I hope, hopefully this comes through, guys, because I've been hard on this guy for many months now. He shot a 63 first round, I think, at Rocket Mortgage over the summer, but just hasn't played a lot. So hopefully he becomes familiar with it. I need to find a first-round leader for Jesus. Oh, first-round leader. like Yeah, let's talk a quick first-round leader like him. Davis Love III. DL3, I mean, Yo, he's can't like be high. Thousand to one. Absolutely. Let's go one first-round leader each. I mean, besides Davis, Thompson, I'll say uh, – <laughs> I think Hudson Swafford is a nice little play. I would pick one of the Sea Island guys. I mean, they yeah, know the score go, so well. Harris English on first round leader. I got the home man, and I got the home man winning it all. Whoa. Okay. All right, guys. This was uh this was a nice little show here. Great season overall. Thank you all to the listeners for tuning in. Again, five star review would be great. At Blayton Golf, Twitter and Instagram. We'll keep you posted throughout the holidays. Uh, at Blayton underscore Chief here. At Liam Blayton, at Blayton Legs Bets. Whole Blayton family, thanks you guys. We are truly thankful for your listenership. I think we're just about to cross our first thousand listeners on the year. We did about 20 or so shows, 25 shows. So really appreciate that. Just getting started. A lot, a lot more good shit to come next year. Fantasy's only growing. Our degeneracy in the golf world is only growing. Um, so hopefully we hit one winner this week. I have, I have a good feeling this week. We've been very close. We had a few, a few lurks. Liam finally hit last week. Um, so hopefully more good things to come. Stay tuned tomorrow. Hump day hammers. We'll be out by about coffee time in the morning. And listen, all I got to say is take that aim and B O L. That's it. Done. Yo, what?